Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire you to move your parish from maintenance to mission. I'm Mike Tanner, and I'm your host, and I'm joined with some familiar faces. It's been a while since we've, we've been here together, but uh, I'm joined here today with Ron Huntley. Nice to see you today, Ron. Good to be back, Mike. And uh, also Rob McDowell. Hello, Mike. Nice to see you again. And we have a familiar face to us, but maybe not a familiar face to everybody. We're joined today by Tanya Noy. Happy. Thank you for, for having me. We were just excited to have you here. I know that uh, that you know you're a friend of the pair of, of the ministry and, and a friend of what we do. But we wanted to uh, have some conversations today about what you do outside. So maybe we can start with um, having you introduce yourself. What do you do? Where do you do it? And uh, and start from there. Sure thing. So um, I actually, like you say, I work at St. Benedict Parish. I'm the uh, I'm responsible for Alpha and engagement, um, which which means. Our alpha programs, um, engagement means um, a lot of other things, <laughs> hospitality, and and basically trying to connect everybody into the parish in some way, shape, post or form. Alpha. So post-alpha, for mm. sure, yeah. um, things like getting into ministry service. Um, yeah, so a whole bunch of things. So basically everything. Umbrella. Basically everything. <laughs> no, not everything, but a lot of things. And, uh, and it's awesome. I have the best job in the world, so... Yeah. So now uh, I want to talk a little bit about your experience uh, coming into the church and coming into ministry. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, how you came into the church and uh, and a little bit about that story for us. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I was uh, a cradle Catholic. And um, as a teen, my confirmation was my graduation. <laughs> Didn't have to go anymore, and I was super excited about that. Um, but uh, thanks be to God, I had a um, conversion um, of heart to the Lord when I was around 21. And so uh, that really began my faith journey. Uh, my husband, on the other hand, um, was not Catholic probably was not even Christian. Don't even know if he really believed in God, to be honest. Um, so that was always a little bit of a struggle um, within our relationship. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when we came to St. Benedict, um, he, he joined us um, there. And um, you're not there for much longer than about, I don't know, eight seconds before you start hearing about Alpha. <laughs> so about seven years ago, we started hearing about Alpha from Father James. And, um, and I was super excited about it. I was like, oh, Mike, we should do this. And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it is never going to happen. So, um, so I began to pray and pray and pray. And um, thankfully, somebody within our parish actually met him and went out for a cup of coffee and invited him to join him at Alpha. And so he came home super excited, and he said, yeah, I think, you know, I think I'm going to try that Alpha thing. And I said, that's great, because I've already registered us. That's right, I remember <laughs> so, that. <laughs> typical. Um, yeah, so we did Alpha, and um, yeah, thanks be to God, he, he really encountered the Lord at Alpha, um, and it changed everything. Um, that uh, Easter vigil, he mm-hmm. came into the Catholic Church in full communion. Wow. And he went on to serve on Alpha team as host and MC. And actually, last fall, he coached a church wow. uh, locally and helping get them started in Alpha. And, and really, it, it, it changed his life and in turn changed mm. mine and, and my whole family's life. So, yeah. 
One of the things that's so cool about that story, because you kind of alluded to that person who invited Mike out for coffee and talked mm. to him, that was Bill. Right, And it he's was. been on the podcast before. Amazing. And Bill had just come to Christ. Right. And so you've got people who've just come to Christ coming alongside of other people who are not sure where they're at, scared, nervous, have questions, so compelled by their experience and encounter with Christ and such a, of such a safe place that... He would go, because I remember being with Bill while he was going through that experience with Mike. That was the first person he'd ever mentored Mm. and really took the risk to go alongside to see if he could bring them to Christ. And it was just so significant. And now here's Mike coaching other churches doing it. Like, come on. Like, come on. (laughs) Just no, that doesn't happen in churches. Like, you can't even make this up. It's crazy. (laughs) So cool. So did you... uh, when you came back into the church, mm-hmm. um, you know, and had your, you know, conversion, post-graduation conversion. Right. I mean, why did you decide? I mean, now you're now you're in the church, you are working right. at a church, you're doing these things. How did that come about for you? Right. How did how did you decide that ministry yeah. was something that that you wanted to be involved with? So I feel like it's not something I really decided to do. It's something that I was called into. Um, So um, I started my job at St. Benedict Parish um, last June. And um, when when it was first sort of presented to me as, you know, an option of maybe maybe you should apply for this, I thought, there's no way. You know, I'm a nurse. So... um, it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, in my prayer and surrender to God, I really was able to discern that I was being called into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so after 23 years of nursing, um, I resigned mm-hmm. and went on full-time mm-hmm. in June. So um, I, I think it, it was never something that I had imagined or planned for. So, um, but it was definitely of God. Yeah. What's so cool about that too, because, you know, we're, we're good friends and, uh, and watching your family just engage and especially you really were a leader in, in your family in terms of your Mm -hmm. faithfulness and then, and the connections and your husband, Mike is just an, so much fun. Like, he's just crazy funny. I love the guy. But watching you guys integrate, we all saw in you. I remember your friendship with Jen and Grow mm. and all these things. You know, you were afraid of, you know, public speaking wasn't something you were comfortable oh. with. And and so there was all kinds of things that probably you wouldn't have seen precluding you from. But we all saw the call in your life. Like, we saw your character. We saw your love for Christ. Mm. We saw all kinds of things in you. You have people investing in you very intentionally, whether you knew it or not. Yes bringing you to life like and we watched it Absolutely. And, and so there's a backstory to that with all kinds of other people who knew you loved you were intentionally breathing into you and that's the culture at St. Benedict Parish absolutely and so as people come into their calling as they become aware of as they start to evolve and grow I remember seeing you at work yes. you know talking about your work and how your involvement at St. Benedict was impacting positively the way right. you were engaging with just so cool. Absolutely. And, and Ron, you know, we've had that conversation before and, you know, just giving you thanks for, um, and so many other people, like you say at St. Benedict to be able to, um, say, I see in you Mm -hmm. these qualities Mm -hmm. and, um, and to try to help to encourage and build on that. 
um, was really, um, it was really powerful. I think, you know, I had a, a bit of natural ability that, that you saw in me, um, but really um, <laughs> gently encouraging me to step out of my comfort zone in, in different ways was really helpful. And, and it was really helpful um, in, my, in my work environment. I worked mm -hmm. in a very busy, very stressful clinic um, and, um, and so there was a lot of things that I could take from, from what was happening in my church life and translate that into my, in everyday work. So yeah, cool. it was Isn't amazing. Cool? I know. Isn't that exactly what we want the church to do? Cause the church Absolutely. is there to build up people and make them great. And, and you experience that and then to be able to bring you back into mm. the church in terms of a full-time role. And you're that mentor, you're that person who's yes. looking at people and building them up and growing them and investing them. Yeah, exactly that's the goal, to be an empowering to leader, to yeah. empower other people to lead. Yeah. Well, and we always have these these separations as well between like, okay, well, I'll go to church and I'll do my church life and then I'll go to work and I'll do my work life. And, and you know, you and I were talking earlier today about athletics and how we see these parallels between athletics and church in terms of teams, et cetera. And I think the ability to, to take what you're experiencing in these things and say, oh, this is applicable in my life. Right. And, and to start to break down these walls between our, our life in the church and our our life when we're driving home or when we're at work and those types of things. So mm -hmm. I, I'd like to, so with that in mind, how do you think Alpha and the, the Alpha experience has impacted uh, specifically your husband, but also people mm -hmm. that, that you've dealt with? How do you think it's changed the way that they blur those lines between this is my life at church and this is my life somewhere else? How do you think that impacts them? Yeah, I think um, if nothing else, what you take away from Alpha is authentic relationships. Mm. And whether or not somebody has an encounter of the Lord and has a, a massive conversion, I mean, we've seen that time and time again, but we've also seen people that haven't had that majority, right? The majority. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Like the Lord's still working in them, but I would say their biggest takeaway is to see a healthy group dynamic mm -hmm. in which people are able to respect one another during small group conversations, even outside of alpha, our table hosts stay in communication with their table group and touch base with them. You know, if somebody's going through a difficult time, they're reaching out to them saying, hey, you know, how did, how did that procedure go that you were so nervous about? Or how did that exam go that you were worrying about? Or, or just thinking about you. And, and those relationships, we don't often see those, especially in work environments um, that are unhealthy. Um, and sometimes even within our own families. So quite often people point. come to Alpha, and for some people it's the first time they see healthy relationships. Wow. Yeah. And be listened to. To be listened right? to. To be, to to be able to have an for. opinion and not told what to do or Absolutely. what to think. That's yeah. so fun. You know, one of the things I've noticed is we skipped, like, because Alpha wasn't my conversion. Right. And if you Mine came either. to faith in 20, uh, 21, <laughs> right. a reconvert, like what was that transition for you? I like, kind of glossed over it and I'm thinking, hey, I want to hear that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my own conversion. Wow. Uh, how many minutes do we have? <laughs> um, so I was in a really, really dark place in my mm -hmm. teens. Um, 
hard times uh, in family situations and just other personal situations, uh, dealing with a lot of stuff. It was honestly, I was so I I was so angry mm. and so bitter, and I thought if if this is something that God is going to allow for people, all this suffering, mm-hmm. then why would I ever follow a God that would allow for this? And so I can't even say I wasn't a believer. I was a believer. I was just really upset and really angry and didn't want anything to do with the Lord. Mm. And, um, but it wasn't until um, I saw a real conversion of my parents. My mom and my dad had, um, through their own struggles, um, had this amazing conversion of heart. And it was witnessing them coming to faith and them becoming this unbelievable couple uh, and solidifying their marriage in Christ. And I thought, okay, well, that's weird. But um, obviously there's something to this. And so um, I was so tired of being angry all the time that I decided to try to let that go and just give some space to God And so sort of began a journey over a few years, I would say. But it wasn't until I went on a pilgrimage. And uh, it was the first time I had experienced uh, somebody praying over me. Is that at Medjugorje? It it? was in Medjugorje. And um, I was 21 years old. And I was watching as people were being prayed over by priests, hundreds of people, and some, some of the people were falling down, and I was like, okay, that's really weird. But, um, <laughs> and, you know, and I had, this, I had this whole image in my head of, you know, like back in the day, the televangelists and, you know, and mm. whacking people on the head and falling over dramatically, right? And I was like, I don't really see that happening. But it, anyway, but, but I was open. Mm. And uh, so I went for prayer, and I would just remember... Um, praying and uh, the priest came in front of me and I just said, Lord, like, just do your will. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like a lightning bolt went from the top of my head all the way down through my toes. And, and I just, I went yeah. and it was just amazingly bright, bright white light. And I never felt peace like that before. And I just thought this has got to be what heaven feels like, like just complete peace um and it was after that experience that i knew without a doubt that there is a god and that he loved me man just <laughs> reflecting on as you're sharing that you know because we talked about the context of alpha and obviously you shared that you know you came to faith outside of alpha but yet what's consistent in both those is god shows up through the lives of other people right you know and it's funny to just even reflect on your story because um, because I, I picked up with Mike after that, because when I came right. to Alpha, Mike was my table leader. <laughs> and so, so for, for me, in my mind, I'm my, my first image of Mike is as a follower of Jesus, and then you hear the backstory, mm. as opposed to obviously you guys had the history with him and saw that conversion. But it, it's funny how you formulate your ideas around people. It's like, oh... Mike was like that. Huh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> that's kind of interesting to Mike think. Had yeah, Mike has a past. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, but just how in in both situations, 
you know, in, in your case, it was it was the change in your parents, and then mm-hmm. it was this it was this pilgrimage, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of that combined structural religious event, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes probably structure and religion going together doesn't sound encouraging to people. Right. But ultimately, it was it was God working through people. Right. Well, yeah. it was allowing for that space for the Holy Spirit to come. Yeah. Right. So going to that prayer, that healing um, service. And and same with Alpha, it was it was the night on healing mm. where Mike went up for prayer and had a powerful experience of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, yeah. Tanya, in that too, one of the things I want to pick up on for, is that you what like and it was so cool. I've never heard that story. I mean, yeah. I've heard parts of it, but right. have you telling that was just yeah. so beautiful for me. But one of the things I didn't know was that you witnessed your parents, their transformation and their love for each other you saw a tangible difference in your parents mm. and that's what opened the door for you. And at, at St. Benedict, one of the things that we're so keen on is, yeah, do we love kids and evangelize kids and teenagers? Of course. But our primary focus is evangelizing adults. <clears throat> and we've seen so many kids come to faith because their parents came to faith. Now, I'm mm. not saying it's the only way. There's, right. Of course we want to. And I Absolutely. know other churches might take a different approach and that's okay. But... But that's so cool because that was your story too. And there's so many other stories. I think of the, you know, the McDonald's like uh, Shannon and yes. David McDonald and Johnny B and or Apostles and their kids, right? But it was, they saw their parents come alive, mm-hmm. open up for the kids. Hey, there must be something to this. And so anyway, I just think that's Yeah, so cool. and I think even more powerful than, you know, maybe not more powerful, but um, really significant um, is is the father in the situation. Mm. You know, I was a very devout Catholic when my kids were born. Mike was compliant. Right. <laughs> Our kids were baptized, had their sacraments, and, you know, I really wanted my kids to know the faith and and you know, and they were they were faithful and and they were on that journey, but um, both of them have said it wasn't until they saw their dad have this conversion, that their faith felt real, that their faith came alive, and that it was no longer my influence right. alone. It was like, this something is real. This mom. is real. Mm. This isn't just something that we, we don't just go to church. Mm. We don't just, you know, say our prayers. We don't, this is a real relationship. I hope there's men listening right now, because I know there's men. My dad was like that, too. He was just like Mike, except he never came to that place where Mike came to. Mm. And I think to myself, I hope there's men listening all over the world right now. And I want to say something to you. It's time to man up. Come to Christ. Come home. Your family is counting on you. Your your behavior, your attitude, your disposition, your openness, your leadership matters. Come home. Your family needs you. So with with that in mind, I mean, there's all these different ways that we've had conversion, that we've come to things. I mean, I've shared my story on the podcast before about World Youth Day and what it right. did to me and sort of opened me up. But <clears throat> thinking directly about Alpha and, and about what you do with engagement, how is it that and, and why is it that it's important for those individuals to be able to share their story? I mean, we, mm. we just talked about the ideas. When you see other people, when you see this happen to other people, you go... I have a question. How did that work and how do I get that? Right. So uh, what do you do in, in your role and with Alpha mm-hmm. and with engagement to uh, facilitate that sharing of that experience uh, throughout the community? Yeah, because that's really where people's lives get transformed. Uh, people's hearts don't get transformed by information. 
right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's sharing those stories and those feelings and emotions through empathy that people really connect. Um, and, and through the Alpha journey, um, we start encouraging people to share their experiences um, minutes after we're done the weekend away. <laughs> and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, this is probably all Ron's doing, um, I'm sure, over the years. Um, just um, creating space at the very end of the weekend away mm-hmm. to ask people to come forward to share what their experience was. And we have had, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. some amazing witnesses, very spontaneously, people just coming up because in that moment, it's still so raw and real and they want to they share it. <clears throat> the other thing is, is that we encourage people to write it down. Mm-hmm. Father Simon, he could not stress this enough how when we have these experiences, we forget. We're human. We forget the details, right? And we forget sometimes how we felt in those moments. And we encourage everybody to, as soon as the weekend away is done, write it down, share it with your table group. Mm-hmm. And, and in those times where you start to sort of stray or you think, Uh, I don't know, like, was it really that powerful? Was it really an experience? Did I really feel peace? Did I really? Yes, you did, because you in your own handwriting (laughs) (laughs) wrote it down. (laughs) Exactly. And, and so, so that's, that begins sort of the, the way that we would encourage people to share their stories with one another. Um, We actually have um, uh, in the weeks ahead, um, some tips and, and uh, some things about how to like practically share, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's so easy and people so often, I feel like people overthink it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be weird. Please actually don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it weird. Um, but it can be uh, something that you take and say, hey, listen, you know, Ron, you and I are friends and we work together. I see that you're really stressed out lately. And you know what? I felt that too. And then, but somebody invited me to this thing called Alpha. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but I went on Alpha and and this was my experience. And yeah, of course, all the stress is still there, but, but I don't feel like it's weighing me down anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could be just as simple as that. Right. That's amazing. Simple. Simple. I I mean, we, we, as you know, we could talk about alpha and and these things all day, but uh, for today, that that's the time that we have. So I want to thank you first off for, for coming and sharing with us, because I think hearing this and, and hearing the idea of like, don't make it weird, write it down so you can share it, uh, you know, and, and witness people's experiences and understand like how important your experience can be to, to another person's uh, conversion or, or experience with Christ is, uh, I think, so powerful. So I want to thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for and uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. We're so excited to have you, and we're so excited for what's happening next week. So stay tuned for a sneak peek. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, download the Divine Renovation app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to stay connected with all things Divine Renovation. Next week on the podcast. 
We also need to work very much on making sure that people love the experience they're having because then they want to share it. it it's in our user manual. Evangelism is <laughs> in the user manual. It's the Great Commission. Go and make. At St. Benedict, you've really broken that down and said, okay, well, how do we do that? 